The brilliant EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz available with digital light technology. So smart, even the headlamps are thinking. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQE SUV. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for that challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will be shipped fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's a Wednesday, hour one. Come on in, stay a while. Coming up in a little bit, we'll talk to Travis Kelsey, the Chiefs' tight end. Merrill Hodge, former NFL running back and a very, very sharp draft expert. We'll talk to Hodge. He'll join us coming up. And he has... One quarterback with a first-round grade this year, but that won't stop teams from taking quarterbacks, probably five quarterbacks selected in the first round tomorrow night. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Our stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. We have you covered for Mother's Day, all taken care of, and uh, go to the... um, Website, danpatrick.com. Sign up for the newsletter. In the newsletter, available today at 6 Eastern. You're not going to want to miss out on this. Great products, phenomenal prices, and uh, we were able to partner with some people. I'm getting some gifts for my wife, and we thought if we could pass on the savings to you, then uh, go to danpatrick.com. I think you'll be really happy later on today with the newsletter. This program brought to you by Discover Credit Cards. Do something pretty awesome, and that's sign up for the Discover Credit Card because they're going to do something special. Cash back from trips, restaurants, all doubled. You can see the terms and check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. Good morning if you're watching on Peacock or listening on our 390 radio stations around the country and growing. 877-3DP-SHOW. Tyler standing by to take your phone calls, emails, tweets, are welcome as well. Basketball last night, I did not watch. I did see the highlights. I did see Ice Trey Young hit a 30-footer, beating the Celtics. And the person who loved that shot the most, Joel Embiid, because Joel Embiid gets a few more days to rest before the Sixers play the Celtics. But 
give credit to Trey Young. He knew that the Celtics, up by one, were thinking that he was going to probably take it to the hoop and go for two points. Trey pulls up and goes for three and hits the game winner over Jalen Brown. Uh, So Nuggets, they close out, and uh, so did the Suns against the Clippers. We'll talk about the Clippers coming up in a moment tonight. Knicks and the Cavs, Lakers, Grizzlies, Heat Bucks, Warriors and the Kings. For entertainment purposes, only DraftKings has the betting lines. The Knicks are getting five and a half. The Lakers are getting four. The Heat getting 11 and a half. And the Warriors are favored by one and a half in Sacramento. Don't know about De'Aaron Fox and the injury to his shooting hand with a fractured finger. Last report was he was going to try to play. In case you're wondering, over under for LeBron James tonight, 27 and a half. Over under for Dylan Brooks tonight, 12 and a half. He better do better than that. He better do better offensively because he hasn't done that well defensively. That brings us to the Clippers, rest in peace, 2019. L.A. was caught up in an arms race because the Lakers, they were ready to compete with had LeBron and Anthony Davis. The Clippers reloaded. They got Paul George at Kawhi Leonard. The expectations were lofty. But that star pairing has played in just 142 games together. When healthy, and that's a big if, because it always feels like we're saying that every year, the last four years, boy, if they were healthy, well, they're not. This is the fourth consecutive year that Kawhi and Paul George struggled to stay healthy, and now the Clippers are at a crossroad. What do you got You got them for one more year than a player option in 2024. Rest of your roster can also be free agents in 2024. I mean, it's nice to have Terrence Mann and Norm Powell. Ty Lue's a really good coach. But Steve Ballmer is going to be moving into that new arena 2024-2025. You'd certainly like to have a competitive roster there. Maybe you need to change in the front office there, but watching the Clippers this entire series... And I did think, even with Kawhi healthy, that they could beat the Phoenix Suns. With Paul George, I thought that they would definitely beat the Phoenix Suns because it's a deep roster, really good coach, but you can't keep these guys healthy. Certainly Kawhi. Now, can you trade him? Who's going to want Kawhi, knowing that you're going to get him maybe for 60 games? Maybe. And keep in mind, there was load management earlier this year, the, the entire regular season. So you could have him for the postseason. Even with load management, he wasn't able to go. They had the fifth best odds to win the title this year. Fifth best. But it's all based on a what if. If they stay healthy. Well, they didn't, and they don't. And Paul George is a wonderful player. Uh, both these guys are you know, going to the Hall of Fame. Certainly Kawhi is. But you're trying to keep up with the Lakers with AD. Now, Anthony Davis has been injured, but you still have LeBron. And now, if I would have told you three months ago, the Lakers are going to be the team that's going to try to compete for the Western Conference title. Instead of the Clippers, you would have been surprised at that. But here we are, the Lakers going into Memphis tonight, and the Clippers are going home. Yes, Paulie. I don't think the Clippers get enough criticism as a franchise because you know, they're lovable and you know, they're the second team. They're not even lovable. They get less criticism for losing than the Lakers get criticism for winning. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When the Lakers win, they get criticized for not doing it the right way or LeBron did something weird. And this team hasn't won 50 games 
since 2016. But you know what? If people cared about the Clippers, then they would be criticized. The reason why the Lakers are criticized or constantly under the microscope is how popular they are. That's it. If LeBron played for the Clippers, oh, they'd get criticized. Absolutely. But, you know, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, nobody cares. I mean, they're nice players, but there's no pulse to that. Like, oh, my God, we got to go watch the Clippers. The Lakers, I mean, that's the most popular team in town. That's why, they, that's why they're under the microscope. And everybody has to have an opinion, a take, hot take, and, and nobody has that with the, the Clippers. Yeah, see. But why don't they, or I mean, maybe they do get the pass for, you know, if they were healthy, yeah. they would be a great team. It seems like, you know, for some players, always being injured is seen as like a personal failure. Whereas with other players, it's like, man, it's too bad that guy was hurt. He could have had a great career. Well, I feel like we look at Kawhi and we know that there's something that is there. Whereas Anthony Davis, the injury finds him. And it could be, you know, he, he seems injury prone. I think Kawhi is, this is who Kawhi is the rest of his life. He's going to have, you know, these injuries. I mean, he's going to load manage the rest of his life with these injuries. But, you know, Anthony Davis, it just feels like, uh, can he stay healthy? And, it, and it's a variety of injuries there. Kawhi is playing hurt. Anthony Davis gets hurt while playing. And I think that's the difference here. Yeah, Paul. I, I've always thought that Paul George gets like this historical hall pass for his. Well, he had a traumatic. And that injury. was a while back. And that was with USA Basketball, right? Yes. He was volunteering to play for our country and he tore up his leg. He, he cooled off as a player after that. He was like 26 a game. Yeah. And then he kind of cooled off. So I think he always gets a hall pass. And always, and sitting next to Kawhi Leonard, he always gets less criticism because Kawhi is Mr. Yeah. Load Management. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Steve Ballmer is building that new arena. You want to have a competitive product. You may not have either one of those players. Can you rebuild? I don't know what kind of tra trade assets you got here. Yeah, Seton. But like, you know, like, yeah, Paul George had a catastrophic injury. It's not shocking that he's not the same player after that. Yeah. You know, we don't look at Grant Hill and be like, man, that guy sucked. Like, no, he had, had injuries. You know what I mean? The injuries took away his, his career. Yeah, but his injury, is it related to what he did before when he was playing for Team USA? Kawhi's injury, is that's been there. I mean, that's why he load-managed. That's why he got, you know, San Antonio moved on from him. What he did in Toronto was phenomenal. Yeah, but when we're looking at Paul George, we're like, he's not, he's not a good enough player anymore. Or he's not the same player. It's like, yeah, he, he got hurt. And now he's not the same guy. We look at other players, and it, we look at it, it's like, man, it's too bad that injuries took away that guy's greatness. But other players, while they're still doing it, it's like, what's this guy's problem? Why isn't yeah, he great again? But I don't think we look at Paul George the same way we do Kawhi because Kawhi's won championships. Paul George, what's he done? He's been a really good player and an all-star, but there's nothing about him that you go, hey, that guy's one of the greats of all time or the greats of his era. Kawhi is. And Kawhi's done it, and that's why I think we look at Kawhi and know that he next year, what's his over-under going to be? 60 games. Paul George, if he's healthy, you would think might be able to play 70 games. But I already know Kawhi's not going to be able to play. I'm assuming Paul George will be able to play, and I think that's why we look at them differently. Kawhi is already injured going into next season. Uh, poll question today, what do we have, Seton? Well, we could start with the Clippers if you want. Mm. Should the Clippers move on from Kawhi Leonard and Paul George? But how do you move on? That's I. 
it's nice to be able to move on if you can move on, but I don't know if, like, the Washington Wizards are going to take both of them. I mean, hey, this car, this sports car I got, it's broken down. It's got a bad engine. You want it? That's sort of the feeling I have with the Clippers. In the old days, the Knicks would. The Knicks would buy your used sports cars. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, and they'd overpay for it. Um, And I thought Russell Westbrook played really well. So I can't, can't knock him. He played really well. And, you know, his numbers are really – he was like 27, 7, and 7. And, and he, he plays hard, and he seemed to fit in with those guys when everybody was healthy. It's just nobody's healthy. Yes. He, so have they hit the point in their careers then where you think they're more, like, better served as the third guy in rather than being – If I could get Kawhi as the third guy in, yeah. I would take him. I just can't get him in to be the third guy in. And Paul George can still be a good second. Uh, you know, he can he can be a B to your A. Yeah, Paul. I looked it up, and Kawhi is Hawaiian for he who only plays 50 games. Okay. I was sitting on that one for like five minutes. Wow. <laughs> I felt good about it. I would have sat on a little longer. <laughs> he who only plays 50 games. <laughs> Ritzy? He is, he is I saw something similar. I just Googled it. So similar uh, explanation. Yeah. Great. You and Fritzy are on the same page. Yeah, Fritzy back. Yeah. Translation for translation. You're looking to Todd to bail you out. That's how bad that joke was. You actually turned to Fritzy for I, help. I, he I, only plays 50 games. I thought you were going to slow it down like Todd does, whatever he over-enunciates. 50 games. Kawhian. Uh, yes, Todd. I have a question. Are we somehow sometimes less sympathetic towards Kawhi, besides the fact that we want to see him play and he's always hurt because his injuries are so mysterious dating back to the Spurs days where even coach Popovich seemed impatient and angry with, we don't know what his deal is or when he's going to play. Ask, answer, ask. I kind of did that. Yeah, you did. Is that how you feel? You say that's what happens. I feel that way. You're passive aggressive with these things. That bothers me with Kawhi because especially because it dates back to the Spurs days where even his own coach and players weren't sure day of game, if he was going to be available. You go back, he had a quad injury, right? And then, remember, uh, he went to, like, New York, and he had his own people looking at him, and, you know, he and Popovich were estranged. But I I don't think he doesn't want to be out there. And I, I think that that's probably maybe a public viewpoint of him. Like, come on, get out there. But I, I think he wants to play. When he does play, he... What were we talking about after game one of that series? Oh, my God, did you see him against Durant? He was unbelievable. Statement game. And he can't play. But I do think, I don't think there's any of that, oh, he's soft, or he quit on them. It's not that. I think he wants to play. He can't play. But I don't know to what degree. He doesn't talk. He doesn't do interviews. You're not quite sure about anything with him. Yeah, Paul. I would love to have this dude on the show for 20 minutes. On my list of people I would like you to have 20 minutes with, Kawhi Leonard would be. But I don't, he's got to be willing to talk. I know, but if he did the interview, I know what we could do. Yeah. And and like guys like Belichick I want, but I really want Kawhi Leonard. See, I don't know if Belichick will be good unless he wants to be good. Right. It's like Tiger. Tiger's been on this show many times. Sometimes he's fun. Sometimes he's not. Uh, but you have to be good. But, you know, when people say what makes a good interview, the person you're interviewing is willing to let you, you know, talk to them and they'll a- answer questions. Now, Derek Jeter, 
had been on but didn't say anything. You have to have that open forum where you can ask questions and you know you're going to get answers. That's what makes a great interview. But I'd love to have Kwai on. I'm curious about him. But the whole injury is going to be there. You know that going into next year. He's not going to be 100% the rest of his career. Paul George, I'm hopeful that he is back to where he was during the regular season. But that roster is getting older, and the clock is ticking. Because they thought, you know what? We quietly have a better team than the Lakers. And they did at the beginning of the year. And they quietly disappeared from the playoffs again. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. We were just talking about spring training, playing baseball, going to baseball games, playing softball, and I just brought back that taste when you're there at a spring training game and you get to have a Miller Lite. It's a warm afternoon, Scottsdale, Arizona. Beer here! Paulie used to be a beer vendor. I was a beer vendor at Scottsdale Stadium, and I slung Miller Lite, so I was just throwing them out there. Okay. Not literally. Okay, but just that cold, refreshing taste. The crack? Yes. Not the crack of the bat. Which is better, crack of the bat's crack of the beer? I'd crack of the beer. Absolutely. (laughs) Miller Lite. It tastes like beer. How about that? That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And you should, too. They've been doing this since 1975. The original light beer. Everybody else is just trying to imitate them. Less filling, only 96 calories. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. You know what I did last summer? I went to Italy, and it was awesome. And you know what I did before that that was even more awesomer? I downloaded the Viator app, and I set up a bunch of great experiences for me and my family to enjoy. Like, we knew we were going to Rome, so I booked a day trip, a walking tour of ancient Rome. It was absolutely fantastic. We were heading up after that to Cinque Terre. I booked a boat cruise for the day, checked out all five villages. It was absolutely gorgeous. Speaking of gorgeous, uh, the captain of the boat that we were on was an absolute stud. He looked like his abs had been chiseled from the god Jupiter's own stomach. He was just an absolute piece of art. And you know what? If my wife had left me that day, uh, I would have been okay with it. Babe, you know what? You deserve happiness like that. Uh, So, fellas, just a heads up. uh, Check your captains. 
anyway, I digress. Viator is a website and an app where you can book travel experiences uh, like the ones I just described. Uh, they offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. There's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation and payment options and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use the code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking on the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences, you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Knicks, Cavs tonight, Lakers, Grizzlies, Heat, Bucks, Warriors, and the Kings. Not sure how healthy... Uh, De'Aaron Fox is going to be with that fractured finger on his shooting hand. Merrill Hodge had the opportunity to work with Merrill at the mothership for many years. Always had great respect for the homework that he did. It's not about hot takes. It's about getting it right. Former NFL running back who I believe, I don't know how many players have played for Chuck Knoll and Bill Cower, but uh, Hodge has. Is that right? You played for both those coaches? Yes. Yeah. Two legends, um, which <clears throat> I find myself fortunate to have done that because Chuck Knoll's the greatest man I've ever met. And then what Bill Coward did in the position that he was in, I don't know of another human being that could have done what Bill did. And it was a, both guys were different, but both guys, great leaders. Uh, your video clip went viral the last couple of weeks with you, with Skip Bayless, when you were arguing Johnny Manziel. I, w- I want to know what research you did. Like, what did you know about Johnny Manziel that maybe others didn't? Because Skip was all in, and a lot of people were on Johnny Manziel. You were all out on Johnny Manziel. Right. Why? Well, you know, you know how it was at the mothership. They, you know, they they came over to me and asked me if I would come over and do um, first take with um, um, with Skip, and he said he talked to some coaches. As soon as I heard that, I'm like, well, that's whole, low, uh, that's like really low-hanging fruit right there because that means he doesn't know anything. He's talked to a bunch of coaches, and who those coaches are were quite honestly irrelevant. This is actually the truth foundationally with every organization that's getting ready for tomorrow. The foundation of every player that's being looked at, I don't care what the organization is we're talking about, they've studied them on tape extensively. Um, they went back all of their games and studied them on tape, which I had done that with Johnny. Now, the one thing that was disturbing is he never played in structure. And then people always say, well, he's so exciting. And I'm like, you know, that's not a skill set. Um, and you don't draft somebody because they're exciting. But if you understand structure and how the, he's supposed to execute plays, he hardly ever did it. And then I had a good friend, actually, was my quarterback coach at LSU. He was the offensive coordinator of Steve Craigthorpe at the time. They tried to recruit him. And then I heard a lot of stories about how they recruited him, how he was as a person in high school, how he played in high school. He was reckless in high school, but he was exciting. He never played with structure. Um, Mike, um, Mike Sherman was the um, offense coordinator there, um, and he had run a system there that was similar to the systems you might see in the NFL. Um, but he redshirted, and his response at the, to that question is, what did you learn, was probably the most telling aspect of everything. He's like, well, I was redshirting. I didn't learn anything. Oh. And j- just when I heard that, I was like, okay, that just tells you who he is. And when you watched him play, and if you took all that action, that other stuff away, Dan, I'm just telling you from people get caught up in where the kid plays versus where he's going to play. And in our league, this is what makes Tom Brady the greatest quarterback in the history of our league. He executes the play. 
He plays in structure, and he does it. Like, if you're going to make Tom Brady throw a hitch 12 times in a row, he will throw a hitch 12 times in a row. You know how many quarterbacks will say, you know what? I'm tired <laughs> of throwing a hitch. I'm going to throw the dig. But the dig is not there. Tom Brady is second to five, and the other team is second and ten. There's your difference. All right. How many quarterbacks have a first-round grade this draft? I got one. Um, and that's C.J. Stroud. And he is unique from this perspective. Let, let, let's talk about this. These are the two things that have to be woven together. If you do not have these two things, your ability to win consistently in the National Football League is going to be very hard. you got to process decision-making. Okay, The processing and decision-making aspect and accuracy has to be a, that combination. Like if you don't have that, you've got a big problem. One of those teams is going to run. One of those two things, if you don't have it, runs you out of our league. Okay, he does have it. Um, Bryce Young has that as well. But then is when you got to go a little deeper into those two things. The luxury Ohio State has and Alabama has, half the time they're just better than everybody else. Yeah. You know, And so what's hard to do, but you have to do it, and you have to find enough evidence to see how they function in it, is how will they play in the environment in the NFL that the NFL is going to create. And majority of all throws in the NFL are from a dirty, collapsed pocket. There's traffic. Uh, they don't have the luxury of being better than everybody else half the season. Okay, so how do they function within that? When you look at that category, now the decision-making and accuracy aspect and arm strength come into play. C.J. Stroud is strong. He is dynamic. I mean, his ability to throw accurate-wise, will attack. he can attack every inch of the field, every inch of the field. You take Bryce Young into that pocket-collapsing environment, he doesn't have a big enough arm, so he's limited in where he's going to be able to throw. And he's not the same quarterback. He can't make those throws. And that's going to be a, a big consistency in the National Football League where he's going to have to play. that He doesn't play like C.J. Stroud does. I still love him. I still think he does a great job. I think he could be a good quarterback. He's just not – I wouldn't put a first-round pick on him because that expectation is you're going to be elite. You're going to take us to a championship. And you have to have this as part of your evaluation. He is fragile. He is not very big, and he has already displayed that. In the two years at Alabama, the last two years, the year where they were dominant and he won the Heisman Trophy, they were a dominant team, he was awesome. Now, when they weren't quite the team that they were the previous year, people got to hit him, people got around him more, and he didn't play the entire season. He got hurt because you hit him. Now, when they hit him, and when I say when they hit him, here's what happens in the NFL. Sometimes you're like, well, I can, we can get our corner there, but I don't know if we can get a quarterback down. Okay. In this case, your kicker gets there, they may wipe him off the map. I mean, they may charge people for murder when they hit him. When he got hit just in college, I gave him a 10 for toughness because there's so many times I'm like, man, he ain't getting up from that. Yeah. And that has to be an ultimate. You have to take that. You have to have that discussion because in our league, he's going to get hit. Um, he is not physically. Uh, he's very fragile. Um, and you have to be okay with him not playing. Um, a few games every year. You have to be. You have to, to accept that that could happen. And then with his limited ability to throw from a dirty pocket in an NFL environment, C.J. Stroud doesn't have those things. Um, and I wouldn't put that on my coach. If I have the choice, I'm going to take the guy that doesn't put those limitations on me. And C.J. Stroud does not do that. I think he is unique. Um, he is powerful. He is strong. He is dynamic. He is accurate. And he will threaten every inch of the field. And he is truly special from that perspective. Talking to Merrill Hodge, the uh, former ESPN analyst. He's an author, inspirational speaker. Let's go to the, the other quarterbacks here. Will Levis appears to be rising up a little bit. Why? 
I don't know. I'll give you an answer. I don't know. I, I, well, you're, you're, let, let's get you. I'm with you. I'm with you, Merrill. These actually, they, they are actually the bowl of the same category. Let's go back to the two things you got to have accuracy and decision making. Okay. Both are highly questionable. Okay. Now, decision making, we could sit there and argue, you know, and somebody could sell me on, well, you know, here's why he made this decision. You can clean that up and he's going to be better. You're never changing accuracy. And here's the biggest mistake that is made in the history of our game with every organization. You think you can fix something you cannot fix. You cannot fix accuracy. And I go, I go from, I've coached kids from eight to 38. Actually, coaching football is probably the best thing ever happened to me because I see the genetic makeup of a kid. I see a kid who's accurate. You know what? 10 years later, he's still accurate. I see a kid who's not accurate. He's still not accurate, even though he worked on it. And you can work on it. You can make your actually a little better. But at the end of the day, when you're in the heat of fire, you're going to be who you are. And that is not very accurate. Both guys, when I say erratic, I mean, Will Levis, I mean, he's made some throws from a hitch. I mean, short, intermediate, and vertical, too. Okay. And there's not just one category where he's not good at. I mean, he makes some throws where even the receiver just turns around and goes like, <laughs> what was that? Like, consistently. You know, and um, I, I went back and looked at his last two years. And he was better his uh, a year ago than yeah. he was this last year. Yeah. And actually, you know, everybody blamed his – said, oh, his offensive line was bad. I'm going to tell you this. I'd be pissed if I was an offensive lineman because he sacked himself more and got himself into trouble more by having awful pocket awareness, which was another layer of concern. I'm like, that's an instinctive thing. You know, that's something that – okay, go back to who's the greatest quarterback, Tom Brady. What made him so great? And what did they attack him for? Why did they not – John Gruden tells this story. We we downgraded Tom Brady because of his 40. The dumbest evaluation in the history of football because it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. What is relevant is how he moves within that spacing. And Brady and never Brady ran. magical. Brady never ran 40 yards at one point Ever. in his career. Uh, do, you have, do you have Anthony Richardson in there with the same kind of description with uh, Will Levis? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. His decision-making, his accuracy, and just – it's 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 below average at very best from clean pocket, dirty pocket, mobility. I mean, moving right, moving left, every platform. It is consistent. He's inaccurate. You're not changing that. And that, and that will get him exposed to the NFL. Eventually, it just it's unacceptable, and it'll drive you out of our league. It happens all of the time. But well, I'll fix it. There's coaches that are, now. Listen, this sometimes the GM is making this call. The coach is saying, "Don't do this." I can't fix that. Well, you're going to do it. That's why I hired you. I'd like that happens all the time too. I like Hendon Hooker, but he is coming off surgery and he's 25. Is he a first round? Will he be a first round um, pick? Now he could. Now, 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 a guy who is accurate, a guy who processes things well, um, and I believe is um, devalued because of that that knee injury. And that knee injury has to be, you know, considered in the whole thing. Will he be able to play when it? But the two things I just talked about, he does have them. You know, I put tape on him, and I was like, you know, I, I don't know about this kid. You know, that's one thing I don't know about any of them. So tape tells me. I'm only going by what the tape tells you. I, I When I talked done with five of those games of him, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, the, he gets flat-footed at times, which, you know, it gets him in trouble, and that's when he get, becomes inaccurate. But you can work on that and fix that. Because that's a, that's a technique that he can get better at. Um, but his accuracy – I mean, his processing of the system they had, it was a very sophisticated system, but that's all you can go on. He processed that well. He threw big, he made big time throws in big time situations. 
under a lot of pressure. Um, and I like you from that perspective. I think you can build from a guy. If somebody gets him in the second round, they're going to get a steal. They'll get a steal. Would not be surprised if he doesn't go in the first later. Uh, since you are a former running back, B. John Robinson, uh, you know, from what I my source says, he might be the best player in the draft, but he won't be taken as the best player because he's a running back. Uh, right. You, you know, Dan, I was in his past. I, I watched him on tape. Okay, he is gifted. Now, here's what makes him gifted. Okay, and here's the difference between college and NFL. Most people don't realize that the builds are different. The NFL field is different than the college field. And as soon as I say that, everybody's like, what do you mean? That's not the difference. I guess it is. The hash marks in college are wider. Hash marks in college are narrow. So in the NFL, we play in the middle. In college, we play on the perimeter. And so when you're watching a kid in college, you got to look at how does he play in the middle? You know, how can he create – how can he make a dirty play into a good play? Meaning there's traffic, the hole's there, but it's not really block clean. This guy – will clean up a lot of bad plays because he's laterally and vertically dynamic. His feet and his fluidity is rare. It is special. You can't teach that. He has explosiveness. He has power. He has speed. He'll block. He can catch. And so he is going to, when he comes into this league, his transitioning will be very easy for him. And I was at his pro day and I, you know, I was talking to him and here's where I fell in love with him. We were talking about, you know, I asked him, who's your favorite player? And he said, uh, Barry Sanders. And I said, well, that, 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 I mean, that's not that's not a bad guy um, to have as your best player. And I said, how much do you know about Walter Payton? Because when I played in Chicago, Walter Payton was retired at the time. I learned a lot about Walter Payton aside from him being a great football player. But we would talk about the game and how he played and the mindset in which he had. And he talked about something I actually heard as a 15-year-old kid. He talked about his mindset of wanting it every day. And what that did for him is it it forced him and it challenged him every day to get everything out of his God-given ability. So I shared that with him, and I'm like, you need to look on, up at Walter Payton. And he was listening, too. You know, some of these kids are like, yeah, whatever, you know, get out of my face. And, and he, he came over to talk to me, too, by the way. He started the conversation, but then he listened intently. So I tell him about this Walter Payton thing, and I said, here's what your job is, to get everything out of your God-given ability. That's what you have to do. If you want to be great in this league, if you'll do that every day, you need to study things on Walter Payton. You need to try to be create that mindset like Walter Payton, and you could put a gold jacket on one day. And he's like, "Can I get your number? You know, could you share more stuff with me?" And just, just that, just how he was as a human being and a kid. I'd heard about that too, but to see it and and experience it with him and share that with him and him take that on and embrace that. Just whoever gets him is going to get just an absolute star. I mean. I think – I thought it was a dramatic pause, but I think you froze up there, Haji. Yeah. We'll take a break. Uh, Merrill, if you can hear me, thanks for joining us, uh, the former NFL running back. That's great great stuff. You know what? There's, there's no vagueness to what he's saying about these draft picks here. And uh, author, inspirational speaker, Merrill Hodge. We'll come back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? 
along with my fellow pro bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's nothing like a great night's sleep. Every great day starts the night before. Quality sleep can help boost your reaction time and recovery time and performance. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your one-of-a-kind, ever-evolving sleep needs. So how do you take it to the next level? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you choose the ideal comfort, the firmness on each side. Two beds in one, that's your sleep number. Mine is 75. The beds automatically respond and adjust your movements, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Amazing after a tough workout. Sleep Number Smart Beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. It's like having a coach for a great night's sleep. And right now, during Sleep Number's President's Day sale, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. See store for details. I saw some flakes today. No, not the Danettes. Snowflakes. Winter's coming. Rain, sleet, slush, ice. Are your tires ready for the challenge? Whatever winter means to you, TireRack.com has the tires that will elevate your game. All-season tires, all-weather tires. And if you live where it snows a lot, like here in Connecticut, dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com, use the Tire Decision Guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Kumo Tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. Also... You get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation available in a lot of areas. Have you heard about this? They bring the tires to you at your home or your office. Install them on site. It is a game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan and see their Kumo test results and special offers. That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We'll talk to Travis Kelsey coming up here in a moment. Lucas in Texas joins us. Hi, Luke. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, you guys were talking in the first hour uh, kind of separately a little bit about Calipari and Aaron Rodgers, and it just made me think, um, you know, I'm, a, I'm an Astros apologist, uh, and I have no problem admitting that. I, I think that they were the team 
that most needed to go from one championship to two to kind of prove that it wasn't a fluke, right? Yep. Who, I mean, who else is kind of in that crowd? Aaron Rodgers, Calipari? I mean, like, who are those teams that, like, desperately need to prove that that one recent uh, crowd or that one recent championship wasn't a fluke? Maybe the, maybe the Dodgers? Who else? Well, the problem with, you know, what you're saying and how you're framing this is the Astros were, you know, cheaters. And they had to prove they could do it cleanly. I don't know what other team did it under a cloud of suspicion. Um, I mean, the Red Sox did it uh, this last time that you know they they were caught cheating, but not to the degree with the Astros. Um, you know, the Astros—they're like the poster children for cheating in baseball, um, and and it's a fact as well. I mean, the Red Sox weren't they using like Apple watches, or there was something in there with. Uh, Cora, uh, and didn't he come from the Astros? And, you know, like there, there was a lot attached to that, but the Red Sox didn't, they didn't fall under the microscope the way the Astros did. And we were waiting for the Astros, like, okay, let's see if you can do it cleanly, to which Astros fans would then respond to me by saying, see, I go, see, why did you need to cheat if you didn't cheat this time around? See, take that. <laughs> Astro fans, they're still fighting that one. See? Yeah. <laughs> Jose Altuve, he's not wired up. See? No one talks about the Red Sox. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Travis Kelsey joining us, two-time Super Bowl champ. Kelsey Jam, Travis's first ever music and food fest taking place in Kansas City, draft night. And uh, he's also hooking up with Lowe's to support the NFL draft stage build, introducing Lowe's new MVP's uh, business tools. And you can learn more at Lowe's on TikTok. Travis Kelsey joining us on the program. Good to see you again. Take me back to the draft. What were you told leading up to the draft, and, and where did you think that you were going to end up going? Yeah, I mean, obviously everyone has the hopes of, uh, of being, you know, maybe a first-round pick. Uh, I, I was dreaming big. Um, most of the uh, talk was I was going to be somewhere in the late second, uh, mid-third round. Um, and uh, I guess there were really two teams that my agent was talking to that had real interest in me, um, one of them being the Jets. Uh, and that's really the only story that I remember hearing from my agent that was like it, it could be possible. Um, but at, when they went Geno Smith, it was just kind of like a, uh, I don't know, it was a. I just got thrown in the blender, like just getting picked up by hopefully somebody taking a chance on me just because my athleticism, you know, something like that. But uh, yeah, I ended up going uh, early in the third, and um, man, I didn't know anything about Kansas City. I remember not knowing a single thing about the Chiefs. Um, obviously, Tony Gonzalez was uh, was a legend of the sport at the time. But it was now. Just, did um, you know if it was Kansas City, Missouri, or Kansas City, Kansas? See, I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, I thought it was Kansas for sure. I thought Kansas City was one thousand percent in Kansas, and I made the huge mistake of that. Uh, but it was because um, I actually got the phone call from a Missouri number, so I thought I was going to St. Louis. So I thought I saw, I saw the Missouri number coming in, and I was just like, "Oh man, this is crazy! I'm going to St. Louis. Like, I don't know anything about St. Louis either." And sure enough, it was Andy Reid that called me, so I knew instantly that it was the Chiefs. But I wonder um, though if you had gone higher. Like, you know, Brady used it as a chip on his shoulder that he went so late. And Terrell Davis, and, you know, a lot of these guys are like, 
hey, I'm going after all these guys you took in front of me. If you'd gone in the first round, would you be any different in your career? Um, I really, I don't even think of it like that anymore. I feel like I think of it more so as uh, the more I was in the building, the more I've been in Kansas City under Coach Reed. I've just been so fortunate that I landed here. I'm just so happy I didn't go earlier on in, in the draft and that I was able to just be under a great coach to have this opportunity to keep growing and, and growing within the position and within the offense and things like that. I didn't even really, I mean, maybe the Eagles, the Eagles were like kind of the only one because my brother was there. They took a tight end, uh, a few picks ahead of me. So I thought maybe, you know, I, I had a little grudge against that because they had opportunity of making, you know, give me a chance to play with my brother in the NFL. But other than that, man, I was just so fortunate that I was in Kansas city because of the situation we had. But don't you think your brother would have had some sway with the Eagles? They come to you and say, hey, we're thinking about drafting your – did they even go to your brother and say, we're thinking about drafting your brother? Um, not to my knowledge. Not to my knowledge, no. But um, they, it, got, they got a damn good one in Zach Ertz. Yeah, he's so pretty it, good. it worked out for both, both organizations. Yeah. Did you know who Mahomes was when they drafted him? No, I remember watching him at Tech a little bit, seeing the highlights <laughs> and stuff like that. But um, I really didn't know much about him other than, other than he was a gunslinger. Okay, but you had to be then just like us because I watched him, but I had no idea that he was going to be. It was every day. Every day was just a mind-blowing you know, experience seeing this guy, just how comfortable he was as a rookie to, to be able to try these things in practice, um, you know, especially under a guy, a guy like Coach Andy Reid who's very – you know, very discipline oriented. You know, you got to you got to do things the right way. And, you know, this this thing is well mapped out. This offense is well thought out, well mapped out. And um, for him to play as free he's, as he does in, se- in such a like strategic offense, um, man, it just blew my mind every single day how he how he was just making plays and creating. Paulie, would you give me the draft profile? Hi, Travis. Yeah, the good or the bad? Give me the bad because you know he was. Who wants to hear the good? He was a really good athlete, and you know. Well. According to NFL.com, okay. doesn't have blazing speed, not a tremendously explosive athlete, doesn't come out of his breaks that well, sometimes plays a little recklessly. Mm. Those are the negatives. Ooh. Okay, you want to uh, you want to counter? Um, man, uh, that's I guess it's kind of spot on. It was all I all I heard was I didn't have blazing speed. I don't know why that just jumped out at me. It was the first one, I guess. Um, I mean, I've taken a I've taken a screen eighty one to the house. I don't know if that's blazing <laughs> speed, but that's fast enough. If you ask me, Dan, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I never I when I watch your games, I'm like, how the bleep is he always open? I I know. I mean, explain to me how are you always <laughs> open? Uh, there's so many freaking variables. Um, one one thing you've got to always keep in your uh, your hip pocket when you're thinking about that, or in the back of your mind is um. I got Coach Andy Reid dialing these things up for me. So he's already putting the defense to a, a certain challenge. He's presenting a challenge to them that's uh, that's not easy. you got to know kind of number counts and, and where guys are at at all times and all the possibilities of each route. So it's just uh, almost manipulating everybody and just trying to make everyone feel real confused or just a tad bit late on their reads as a, as a defense. I feel like if I'm always putting the defense in a reactionary position, uh, I got the upper hand. We're talking to uh, Travis Kelsey. If I had you run against Tyreek Hill and you ran 100. Don't, don't do that to me. Okay, but how how much would he beat you by in a 100-yard dash? Man, I would hope it wouldn't get further than like 
20 yards. <laughs> well, he, he's not going to beat you by 20 yards, is he? Ooh, man, I've seen that guy take off before, Dan, and I did not think I had any chance of getting closer to him. Like with him, him with the ball in his hands, for sure. He's a, he's a whole different speed with the ball in his hands. And I tried to get that match with Usain Bolt because I thought, and they both agreed to it, and I thought if you did 60 yards, I really believe Tyreek Hill could get Usain Bolt. It's the next 40 that you're in trouble. Yeah. No. What do you think? No, I'm um I'm taking Tyreek, man. Okay. In the 60, I'm taking Tyreek. I'm not going to lie, though. Tyreek is one of those guys because he, uh, he admitted to me uh, when he was with the Chiefs that he's more of a 200-meter guy. Like, he thinks that he really oh. just keeps it going as he hits the turn uh, to the straightaway. So I um I don't know. I don't know. But he is – he's a – he gets shot out of a cannon. Uh, those first 50 and 60 are not slow by any means. What's the draft party you're hosting? The Kelsey Jam, baby. <laughs> We're bringing a music of food fest to uh, to Kansas City, man. We thought it was the perfect time. Uh, after a Super Bowl, I've always wanted to throw a party for Kansas City, man, and just have everybody come out outside of a, a parade uh, and, and after a Super Bowl. But I think that it was uh, the draft coming into the city. Um, and it was just an awesome opportunity to kind of bring some people together for a fun opportunity, man. How long did it take you to sober up after the Super Bowl parade? Ah, uh, man, I'll tell you what. That's a that's an a shock too, by the way. That's not a that's not. Oh, a I, um, I, I didn't know what that was. You thought I you, you said yeah? I had to had to clear that up. No, I um I'm sobered up now. We're uh, we're getting fired up and and ready to <laughs> to go get another one, man. So it was a, it was a fun two months, but this will be the last hoorah this weekend for me. We got to get back to it. Did you uh, keep the football from the Super Bowl touchdown? I do. I have it in the, I have it in my locker. Okay. Yep. Okay. Because I was wondering about that in the moment. Do you even think about that? No, no. I remember the uh, the first one I ever scored in the Super Bowl was the one uh, my first uh, Super Bowl in Miami against the 49ers. And uh, we were still on the comeback. We were down 10. I, we were still, I think, even more than that. We were still on the comeback. And uh, I just threw the ball on the ground. I just ran back to the sideline as fast as possible. And uh, later on, thought, I, you know, I might want to keep that. I, that, could, uh, that could bring back some good memories. Have you watched the Super Bowl back as a team? No, not yet. Not yet. We haven't. Uh, I don't even want to stay yet. I uh, we we definitely. I mean, we didn't do the last one or the one before that. I know everyone kind of peeks at it uh, by their by themselves and talks about certain plays and things like that. But why not a um, viewing party and then have another victory parade after the viewing party? Dan, you. We might need you. We might need to bring you into the thing. And <laughs> I'll be the. I'll be. That's the, a good idea. I'll man. be the cruise director. But I, I think it'd be just another way. Let Kansas City know we're thinking of you. Let's have a viewing party. Get uh, you know, seventy five, hundred thousand of your closest friends. Watch some TV. We might add. We might add this thing to Kelsey Jam. Baby. Oh, I just like make it. it a, make I, it a make it a full experience. I, I like that. And then you're working with Lowe's as well, aren't you? Oh yeah, the Lowe's. I'm uh, working with Lowe's again this year. Part of the Lowe's home team, and. Um, Helping out uh, as Kansas City draft comes there, the draft comes to Kansas City. Um, Lowe's home team and the Lowe's pros that are uh, under Lowe's, uh, they're making the draft stage as memorable as possible for these uh, these draftees and and everyone involved. And uh, I can't thank them enough for doing this for the city. It's a, it's a beautiful experience to even be a part of. The other day we pulled up on the stage and uh, and helped hand out some new tools and some new uh, 
some new gear and everything so that these guys could uh, feel comfortable and get the job done in time. And it's, uh, it's been fun to be a part of Lowe's this year. And don't rest on your laurels here, okay? I mean, Gronk still is ahead of you a little bit, isn't he? Oh, 100%. I think. Uh, what do you I need to do be... to surpass Gronk as in your mind? Surpass. Oh, man. I just want to get as many Super Bowls as he does. Okay. If I if I do that, I've uh, I've at least in my mind leveled the playing field. And for somebody who I think doesn't championships have, mean everything. Somebody who doesn't have great speed and doesn't come out of his breaks very well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be working on that this summer. Okay, you I'll should. I'll be working on that this summer. Uh, hey, great to talk to you. Have fun at the draft party, and uh, congrats again. Always fun, baby. Everybody, we'll see you at Kelsey Jam. Kelsey Jam. Travis's first ever music and food fest taking place in Kansas City around the draft. We'll get some phone calls in here. 877-3DP-SHOW. He's a lot of fun. But, you know, I think it's a fair comparison, or at least it's getting there with Kelsey and Gronk. You know, Gronk wasn't necessarily the regular season guy, but when it got to the postseason, he was a great security blanket for Tom Brady. Now, he did put up numbers. It felt like Kelsey's more like uh, Tony Gonzalez, that he he's capable of putting up those big numbers and staying healthy. Gronk, you hoped he stayed healthy, and you just hoped you got to the postseason. That's when you know, he was going to catch touchdown passes. Yeah, Paul. Gronk came out of the gate his first year. He had 10 touchdown receptions. Gronk has 92 career touchdown receptions. That's That's been phenomenal. Gronk really only had four great seasons where he was first-team All-Pro. Yeah. And they had a bunch of seasons where he's banged up and injured and missed games. But it's like when he played, he was the best. But Gronk has 621 catches, 92 touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, he had a slow start. His first year, he didn't play a snap. His, uh, then he became a starter in his second year. He has also four all-pro seasons. And he's got 814 catches and 69 touchdowns. And Kelsey's going gonna, gonna to get 100 in his sleep the next three years. Yes. Yeah. He'll be at... He'll have a thousand receptions. He'll probably finish his career with an easy twelve hundred. And touchdown wise, he he would probably he'd have some work to do, but he would be up there with Gronk. You know, he's averaging about nine ten a year, Kelsey these days. Yeah. Yes, he. Yeah, I like that dude. Yeah, that the personality is great. And then yeah. when and now I wondered if Saturday Night Live went to Patrick Mahomes first, and then said, "Do you want to host Saturday Night Live?" And then, then you got to Travis Kelsey, and Kelsey I thought was great. Yeah. But I, I wonder if if you go let's let's shoot for Mahomes. I thought maybe if they co-hosted would have been interesting. But I thought Travis Kelsey, you got a big personality guy, and so is his brother. Yes, he. Yeah, he's got more of the personality for it. Like if yeah. Patrick Mahomes, I think would just kind of be awkward if he hosted it for some reason. But <laughs> Kel, Travis Kelsey is like he's a party, you know, and he's kind of. He seems like the kind of guy who's kind of like game for anything. Like, hell yeah, let's go. Let's have some fun. You know? Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Embrace a new year with a new style of whiskey, Keeper's Heart Irish American Whiskey. Crafted by a legendary Irish distiller, a unique blend of smooth Irish whiskey, bold American whiskey that has garnered over 130 awards in just two short years. Whether crafting St. Patty's Day cocktails or finding the perfect gift for the occasions like Mother's Day, Keeper's Heart, perfect choice. Personalize a label for free on their website. Use the code DAN24 for $10 off your order at KeepersHeartWhiskey.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.